as I promised this week that I wouldn't be alone. I have a special guest with me and special to me and special to our family. And we've just faced a very tough week in our world. And for some, it was mentally draining and emotionally draining. And I think if the truth be told, everybody have felt something this week. And no matter what you feel in life and no matter how you take life, we just ask that you continue to press forward and to continue to see the positive. So for my listeners, I hope that you have exercised your right to vote and understand that it doesn't matter what the media says, that is a very important duty that you owe yourself and you owe the rest of us to do and take advantage of because someone lost their lives so that you'd be able to vote um, for our African-American voters and for our Caucasian friends and family members. We know that you're there to support the cause as well, that we work together for a greater good. So we have a person with us. He's the calm to my chaos, the cool to my fire. In other words, he takes the wind out of my tornado because we are very opposite. But I'm sure after being in my life over 25 years, he's seen many changes, good and bad. But all in all, it works together for a purpose and a process. So I have with you on the line now, the Mr. to the Mrs. Mr. Robinson, how are you? Greetings. Thanks for those kind words. Uh, the check is in the mail. <laughs> There's no check in the mail. You don't have to pay people for the truth. So we're happy okay. to have you with us today. And, you know, we've faced a lot this week. Um, emotionally, like I said, for some of our viewers, um, for you and myself, we're, we really didn't get too into it emotionally. But it was a lot to deal with. And that's why this week we want to look at gratitude. We want to look at something that can come out of this good, no matter what side of the paint you were on. We value everybody exercising their right to vote. But gratitude is at the top of our list. So Mr. Robinson, just thinking of the word gratitude, and when I think of the word gratitude, I thought of you so that's why you're here today because there's no other person that I would rather participate in this podcast this week on gratitude but you I just put I just put another zero on the check (laughs) (laughs) but seriously all jokes aside um what do you think gratitude what do you think on gratitude about gratitude when it comes to your mind well, when I think about the term gratitude, I really think about things that I'm, I'm grateful for, things that I appreciate. Uh, I think sometimes in life we overlook the little things that matter um, to us and, and look at and that the, the negative things or the things that we don't have kind of take hold of our, of our consciousness. So gratitude to me is just being thankful for the little things that some people take, take, take for granted. Um, to me, family, health, have a roof over your head just just gratitude for all the necessities in life you know we don't have all our our wants all our needs are met and that's gratitude uh to me okay so i mean you care you cover a lot of the basics but you know in the world that we live in now when people try to think of gratitude they think of like the big 
tangible stuff, things outside of the basics. Do you think that that contributes to a lot of our downfalls, um, especially as it impact what we call family and the family structure? Yeah, I think I think um, I would say it. It probably has always been this way, but I think it's more magnified now as far as showing gratitude on the materialistic things that that we have or try to attain. Um, I think that's, but I think it's much more of an emphasis on material things that we try to attain um, other than just the basic necessities in life that everyone should be thankful for. So, you know, it's funny that you say that because although we take the basic necessities for granted, when one thing I noticed um, that I do compliment COVID for was its restoration in the basics because it took us all back to ground zero, which I think started to start to restore what we used to know as family. And I know in the 70s growing up myself, and I'm assuming you too, some of the things that I know kept everybody together it started with the family and it was like family then your neighbors so everybody cared about everybody and I think that's what this pandemic did for us so I mean I will ever I will forever be thankful for this pandemic because I know that we have started to get lost um as far as family was concerned as a country just focusing on things that wasn't family oriented at all everything like you were saying from material things but then this pandemic hit and it literally put us right to base. do you agree with that yeah i think it did have i mean if you can say it's kind of feel funny saying if you can think about something positive coming out the pandemic it is that it gave everybody the opportunity to kind of just just take take a minute not more than a minute but take time to just reflect and, and go back to the basics, you know, spending time with family, um, just time to think about your life, think about your trajectory, think about, you know, your present and future and stuff like that. Just time to really just think. And also another thing that that um, I noticed was that nature had a time, took this opportunity to, wouldn't say reset, even and explore. Um, a couple of things I saw on uh, social media and the news and a lot of animals, uh, coming back to areas that they hadn't come to in a while, you see more animals coming out. Uh, so I think I think one thing that we can say about the pandemic that it has had, like I say, it's feel funny saying it's some benefit uh, to humankind, mankind, and also family. I think sales of the Monopoly game um, kind of went up a little bit. So that means family is spending more time together, and it was because of uh, of the pandemic. So that, I mean, that, that to me alone, I mean, looking at gratitude and looking at all of the benefits that comes out of gratitude gives us an opportunity to look at what surrounds us and what goes on around us and how we have a part in affecting that. Like when you talked about nature and animals and stuff like that, those are things that we take for granted, you know, that you rarely hear someone say, you know, thank you for the butterflies and you know me with the garden starting the garden during the pandemic and how I would come in the house and talk about you know I need the bees I never talked about bees before now 
I never even even reverenced them as an importance, you know. But when I had the garden, I needed that pollinated, and that I had to depend on that bee that I used to be scared of. So it's like the little things like that brought me to that little understanding on how everything is important. But when I'm moving throughout life fast, I'm not thinking about that. So if we had a listen, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I think um, plenty of times I sat out back and like I said, the, the pandemic caused you to really reflect on a lot of things. And I kind of, in office because of uh, wisdom in my years, old age, uh, getting older, what have you. But I enjoyed just sitting out there and watching the bees fly. Man, at first, I had to realize they're not bothering me, just trying to do their thing. But um, it was it was refreshing sitting out there just watching the bees go about their business and just looking at the intricate details of, of the different plants and how their leaves and the, 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 the architecture in their leaves mimics our nervous system and our, and our veins and, and arteries it's just it's just amazing when you really sit take time and look at it and just understand and be grateful for nature another thing that comes to mind is um you know i haven't climbed a tree uh since i was a child um so you know walking on the path uh, not too long ago i just took it upon myself to go and just touch a tree just touch the bark and feel the tree i haven't did that in years and it's just Little things like that, that that I'm grateful to be able to do. It might seem silly to some, or oh, it's just a tree, but you know, it's, it's it means a lot, and it was very gratifying um, to enjoy nature and be able to just touch a tree. That I something I haven't done in, in years. Again, getting back in touch with, I think the the most important things in life, and just to hear, you know, the observation that you talk, I mean, talk about, and those are the things that you decided to do, you know, during the pandemic, taking those long walks and going down the path and stuff like that. And, and that was refreshing to your, to your spirit, man, you know, to your observation of your mental capacity, you know, finding peace in that. And that's some of the things that I talked to the listeners about, about tapping into their inner being, not to their external so much external stimulation but what goes on inside of you listening to your heartbeat just sitting still sometimes listening to those things listening to your thought process little things like that I think we can take that stuff for granted until we don't really have it or it's outside of our reach or control you know think about a person that have lost their mind they don't have the mental capacity to put thoughts in perspective Whereas we take them for granted when we can, you know, it's little things like that. So we may have a listener on the line um, that that feels a little hopeless today, that may feel a little out of it, that this election and the things that's going on in our world from the pandemic and stuff like that have literally sucked the life out of them. What can you share with them that you feel will be encouraging that if they feel hopeless, what can they do? What are some of the things that they can focus on? Well, I, I would say just just stay encouraged. Um, there's going to be times in life where you hit your valleys and highs, and for some people, this is a very deep valley based on 
So I think there's a, a time and a place where sometimes we hit, hit lows, but eventually um, it all get all better. It's just, it's just part of the process. Stay encouraged. Be correct. Show gratitude for the little things that you do have and don't. Okay, well, saying that um, as far as like California, no offense to my folks in California, but sometimes, you know, when you talk about go times, I did use a book. Foliage, sometimes you have to burn old foliage in order for new foliage to grow. Um, but if you don't burn that old foliage, that process can't take place. So I think it's, it's just a process and um, it's just part of, of life. It's going to be ups and downs. But stay encouraged that there is a brighter day on the horizon. Okay. So you're telling them to hang in there. Now, what are some of the resources you think will be helpful for people like during this season of their life if they they're down what what are some good resources you would suggest for them well first of all i would say um limit your limit your um intake of, of negativity i mean i know we want to stay abreast of what's on the news sometimes we have to turn that off um sometimes we have to just cut our phones off at a certain time and just not look on or look at what's being said about what's going on and just kind of reflect you know concentrate uh, meditate go inside and just if it's possible get out and just walk around and just enjoy nature enjoy talking to your neighbors and and enjoy the relationship that you've built with your neighbors or your friends or what have you and just enjoy the, the small things and just try to unplug um if you can from so to speak, the matrix so to speak um it's going to be there but we have we can control on how much we allow into our consciousness about just shutting the tv off and just not looking at the phone and cutting the phone off and try to you know listen to this podcast listen to, listen to positive podcast uh read an inspirational text uh try to talk to people who are optimistic about about things you know try not to just list every all the naysayers about the negativity um so those are some things i'm not a psychologist but those are some things that i would i would advise to do to try to get over this home and I think some of the resources that you you share with them takes them back in tune again with oneself um, that we kind of step away from and we rely on others to plug in those areas of our life that make them fulfilled. So that helps us. Yeah, and, and can I share another thing? Um, something that really has been therapeutic for me. Um, I, I like watching the older television shows. Uh, just to see nostalgic shows on the values that that were uh, displayed and the different characters and the things that they go through and how they always sort of half full instead of half empty and how they fought through adversity and just and just bonded the family. So that's another thing I would like to add and just watching some of those old nostalgic TV shows. I think back then there was a different mindset when it comes to producing entertainment and that's something I really enjoy just watching those old, older shows. Well, it's interesting you said that and you make it, you're making a good point there. Some of our the remnants of our downfall goes back to what we have become and put before people on TV. Because think about it, when you and I watched TV back in the day, our goals were set differently opposed to what you see on TV now, which is a lot of superficial that that's not attainable by everybody and that's not you know it's not even reasonable some of the stuff that you see on tv right now but you take it in your subconscious mind and then you begin to try to 
you know, filter that through your daily life and it keeps people depressed because they think, okay, what I see on TV is the goal in life, you know, is the norm, is the standard for living. And it's not. So it kind of takes away from our originality. It takes away from our ability to be creative because we're relying on TV to set the standard. So I think that was a good, that was a good point that you made about sometimes just, you know, going back to the old, old shows, you know, and looking at how they did things. I can, I remember old comedians saying that back in the day, even uh, TV went off at a certain time um, at night, you know, but now just 24-7 and uh, I applaud cutting the cord a long time ago, um, not having cable and just kind of enjoying the basic channels and, you know, watch a little sports here and there, maybe a uh, movie, stream service, other than that. Just a lot of, a lot of different influences out there. And it, it, it really does, does to your, to your subconscious. If you realize it or not, it changes your mindset and it changes your way of thinking when you keep watching things like that. Yeah, I think I think I think you have a point there. I think one of the things I do not regret. You're right. I don't regret cutting cable out of the house years ago, and just thinking about it. You know, over what ten years ago that we took cable out the house, and now we have a 21 year old and an 18 year old, and we see the difference in their thinking process. They're not really, you know, they don't depend on TV or devices to entertain them. They do a lot of thinking on their own. And not to, you know, pat ourselves on the back by no means, but we are seeing and reaping the benefits of something that we did as a parenting style, not knowing the outcome, but now we see the reward. That's my whole point of this. I'm not speaking to anyone and say, you know, take cable out of your house, because if cable in your house works for you and your children, then by all means do that. What we found is that that was our parenting choice at the time and we now seeing the benefit of cable not being in the house during those primary early primary years um, and it has assisted them to become very good thinkers um, and they they're very creative in what they do and they do a lot of reading which is what was replaced by the thought of the TV so yeah, I, I, would, I, I would recommend um, monitoring what, what children watch um, cartoons are very different today than how they were when we was coming up but you know just monitor what you will see but just monitor what, what your children watch and listen to yeah that's so important too you hit on a key point about monitoring and, and what children listen to because it's more than just a beat songs parents it is it speaks to the soul of your child and some of the remnants that you get out or experience when you encounter your child sometimes anger you know some of that stuff is derived from what's going into their airways and that's the only thing that's going to come out and it's also competing with what you're trying to lay as a foundation when you're raising your child too so when you you land those morals and values and they listening to ratchet and all that other stuff that they're listening to it's a constant battle going on and whatever you see come out is what's winning so if you seeing something come out of your child that you know you're not putting in 
then so I mean that's that's a key point that you pointed out Mr. Robinson well we're gonna hold you too long because this week we definitely wanted to kind of depress and look at things from a gratitude perspective but I got like two more questions I want to ask you Mr. Robinson and then I'll play rapid fire wrap it up I'll do a quote or two get your input and we'll we'll be closing out the show thank you guys for listening thus far so Mr. Robinson can you give me at least three people that you're grateful for and why in in a short form I'm sorry the last part you broke up I said yeah, three, three people, people and why and three people you that said. you're grateful for um, and why in a short form okay well I gotta, gotta say my creator I'm grateful for my creator um, I'm grateful for my parents which is my mother and my grandmother and then I'm grateful for for you I mean you gave me the opportunity to be a, a husband and you gave me the opportunity to be a father so um, those are three things that I can say I'm grateful there's plenty more but I think those count as the top three with god being a given give me one more brother just the people who have um, been instrumental in my life and my trajectory um to come to mind may i drop names sure you can just well i would go with um uh, i had a big brother big sister back in the day his name is bob green um, he's very instrumental in my younger years um mr ray smith for giving me giving me the opportunity to um, to get a job and have a job. I'm also Kenny Bellinger. Uh, he's the one that was instrumental in allowing me, uh, catapulted me to get a basketball scholarship and to get an education. So those things were very instrumental thank you, Mr. in Kenny. my life. And I, so no, I had to thank Mr. Kenny because I wouldn't have met you. Yeah, so there, there's plenty more, but those, those stand out. You know, various coaches throughout my, my um, adolescent athletic career um, so there, there's a lot of my coach, college coach, very instrumental guy, um, Mr. Alfred Parker. Um, very, very good, very good man um, in my life. Give me two things that you're thankful for that you learned growing up that you use now in your adult life. One is um, don't jump to conclusions. Um, there's always two sides to a story, so to speak. Um, you don't, you can't take for granted. Um, just can't take things for granted just see see the whole picture listen more talk less and that's why that's why the lord gave us two ears and one mouth um just listen to people and i mean and i get this from, from being in education but listen to people and see what they have to say before you jump to come even though that person might not look or a very different you know just for the doubt listen to what they have to say you'll be amazed one thing for fathers raising daughters what would you say having raised a daughter and is raising a daughter? What is one thing that you would share in a father's circle? Uh, just got to love on that on that little. I think um, as fathers, our daughter should be our daughter's first love in a in a um, in a fatherly loving kind of way. Also, let her know that she's important. Take time and and treat her like she needs to be treated. And I think that that will lay the groundwork for her choosing a mate uh, when the time is appropriate. Uh, I, I feel that I was, I don't, I don't feel that we were strict, but just things that we would not allow her to partake in I mean, as far as dating 
even though it's, it's society, society is uh, we didn't Mr. Robinson Sorry. can you repeat that because you you breaking up I don't know if you moving around but your your signal is breaking no, I'm up station, my, I'm stationary what's the last thing I said you, you you got into can you just repeat what you were saying that you would say to a father about daughter relationships just loving on that young lady make sure that you are her first love um, treat her um, like she needs to be treated uh, I think the way your relation, your father's relation with, with her daughter with his daughter would dictate the mate that she chooses when, it, when the time is appropriate later on in life uh, we, I think I was a bit, I wouldn't say strict, but, you know, certain things that we didn't allow um, as far as dating, didn't allow dating. <clears throat> we didn't allow people, you know, over the house. We didn't allow her to spend a night over anybody's house. So just be mindful um, of that daughter. Protect her at all costs. Let her know that you have her back. You're there for Talk to her. Hold her hand. Go on walks and know that she's number one in your life. And you'll see the benefit of that <laughs> when you get in your older age. Uh, you'll see the benefit of that um, how you treat your children especially your daughter quick question we married fairly early me being 24 you being 20 something 29 something like that okay but you, we were spared in, in my in my you know from what I remember so in my mind I, I see married young and would you change or if your child came to you and wanted to marry young, would you allow them or would you disagree? How, how are you talking about young, like our age or younger than that? No, marry. Just if they want to marry young, if they want to marry young. Well, I think I think biblically you, you get, you, you're blessed when you form a union like that. But I would try to make sure that they would understand what comes along with marriage. I think that a lot of people get married young to get married for the wrong reasons but if you really understand the principles and what marriage is for and ask a lot of tough questions to each party and how they you know they think the same they equally yoked is very important um, they really understand what marriage is the biblical principles of marriage and what comes along with that and ask those tough questions and answer those tough questions they're equally yoked then I think it'll be a blessing. I think back in the day, uh, a long time ago, our great-great-grandparents married at, what, 15, 16, 17, and they stayed together until death do them part. So I think marriage has, has, is not defined or looked at the same way it is and what it is based on what it was back in the day. I think, like I said, I think marriage is... Um, it's not defined. It, people don't really know what it entails. They think it's just a convenience, and you know, you know, I can't harp on people who get married and then decide to not get married. You know, I don't know what situation was, but you know, it is what it is. But going in, if you realize, if you know what you're going getting into, now nah, I think it'll be a bit, it'll be beneficial. It's better to bear it, Betty. You getting kind of choked up over there? No, I'm okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> kind of touchy subject there see that um, whenever, whenever you talk about your children it, it is touchy and I, and I think so I think you know looking at how how hard it is sometimes for like when I, I tease with you about you know our daughter having a boyfriend and stuff like that and I, I can see the expression on your face I know it's out of love but it's also out of I think fear as a father you know is he gonna treat her the way I treat her you know knowing that she got across that path 
um, for our single moms, um, we don't want to leave them hopeless or lifeless because we value them. And I value them more than anything, just as yourself coming from a single parent background. You know, when you have children and being grateful on every level, I know we're speaking from a marriage perspective, but our single um, parents and moms and dads that's out there raising children, we do admire the work that you put in because we didn't become who we are without having strong single parents in our lives and just giving them, you know, what they need and they gave us what we need. You're raising us as children and it all it means basically this translate in a single perspective is that you got little angels around you to help you along the way because that's how we survive that's how my mom did what she was able to do and still raise four children that's how your mom and grandmother did with you and continue you know to progress in their lives you know, they put resources. You mentioned your big brother situation. Even though your father wasn't there, they made sure you had a male role model in your life. And I said that to say this, as I asked him about his relationship with our daughter, if you are a mom raising a daughter without a male role model in the house, then that's what you would rely on her uncles and other male positive with male role models to fill that gap to teach her that she's valuable to remind her that she's beautiful you know those are and, those and, let, are and let me let me let me say this and this kind of i would say controversial but I mean just hit my spirit to say it that you know even though there that is a family where you vet you vet them also um you make sure that they are who they say they are because statistics show that our young girl our young girls um, and young boys also normally when there's um, abuse goes on it's, it's from a family member family member or somebody they know so don't just don't just willy-nilly trust anybody um, with that responsibility vet them also they need to be vetted and I, and I think you're absolutely you're absolutely right about that um, to make sure that you just when you have people over your children make sure that they have pass your test as a parent because you don't ever want to be on the other side as passing them off to someone and that child like they're trusting them because you did it so then you hold the guilt that it, it was your fault because you didn't do your part so in order for that not to be the scenario and even even if it does happen outside of your control just know that if you have done everything and it happened then you deal with it but when you have not done anything to make sure that that child is in a safe haven you don't want to carry that guilt the rest of your life so you want to do the necessary due diligence to like he said vet the person before they're given access or care to your child so, Mr. Robinson, it was nice talking with you, and thank you for sharing this week when we talked about gratitude. I think we covered quite a bit of stuff here. Um, I have this little game that I want to play with my guests, and it's called Rapid Fire. And I give you a word, you give me a word back, and we can laugh about it, kind of expound a little bit on the word, why you chose them. So, I'm going to give you a few words, and then you give me 
you give me a word and you give me a color to go with it. So first word for you, create creativity. The most high. I mean, look at all. And I look at um, sky blue. Um, I look at everything he's created, all the different assortments and intricate details of, of his creation. So the most high. Water. I think of Bruce Lee. Um, whatever you pour water in, that's the shape it's going to form. What is fluid it is, is, is liquid, and whatever mold you put it in, that's the form it'll take. Um, very, it, it provides life and also can provide death, as we know about the, the flood. Scrint. Single parents, um, single mothers, single, single fathers raising children. That strength is not easy. And I think of the color black. Peace. Sky blue comes to mind again, um, but I would say peace. I would go with with sleep. <laughs> mo- <laughs> most most sleep is peace, so depending on what's what's in your subconscious. Um, so I'll go with sleep, and I think I said blue again. Vision. Vision. I would go with. Um, that's a toughie vision the word that comes to mind is the eyes the eyes provide vision uh, but the soul kind of the, the spirit soul I kind of get that mixed up but they decipher I can't decipher what you see and the color I would say with vision I will go with um, a sharp gray sharp gray yeah will you do gray because it allows you to put any color on top of it yeah gray is very um palatable and versatile I means you can add a plethora of other colors to it to create an assortment of more colors so yeah okay all right rapid fire you did pretty good with the rapid fire nothing out of the ordinary that i thought i needed to depict but i'm gonna move right along we're gonna close out with um we're gonna do two quotes that i thought was um very nice that came to mind when i was preparing for this week's show and one of them is the single greatest thing you can do to change your life today would be to start being grateful for what you have right now. And when I think about that, I think about so very often we live in tomorrow when we exist in today. And the only thing that we can change is today. So that's, that's to me, is one of the things that we definitely want to make sure we stay conscious in, which is our today one I want to share with you guys is gratitude helps you see what's there instead of what wasn't. Sometimes we can become very upset or discouraged or defeated about what we didn't do. Giving no thought to what we did do. The fact that we showed up to the race is an accomplishment. The fact that we didn't win the race does not mean that we have failed. It only means that we can work on something to grow, that there's work that still needs to be done. And if the truth be told, that will be our whole lives. We will always have something that we have to work on, something that we have to do, something that we need to accomplish. It is not over until it's over, which means that that's the last breath that you take. So you want to live in your to now, your today, not your tomorrow, because now is all you have. 
thank you so much, Mr. Robinson, for being our guest this week. We appreciate you taking the time out your schedule to share with us your thoughts on gratitude. Thank you for the story shared with us. We look forward to putting you back on the mic at a later date to disrupt our consciousness on another topic. Thank you, and you have a great week for my listeners. I also want to give a shout out to my listeners in Germany and my listeners in Singapore. I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to me and to see that you were on my analytics this week. I appreciate it. So to all of you guys, have a great week. And again, thank you, Mr. Robinson, for stopping by. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Before we close out, I do this game with my co-host and guest called Rapid Fire. Are you are you up for the challenge? Let's do it. So you didn't even know what the challenge is, and you already saying you up for it. I mean, I'm, I'm a guest, and I'm not going to be the first guest to not not <laughs> step up to the plate. So let's do it. Okay. So what I do in this? So is what it? Well, what is the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now you ask after the fact. So I guess that's your disclaimer if you don't pull it off. But what I do is I give you five words. You give me five words. The first thing that come to mind. No thought, no um, no pause. Just give me the first words that come to your mind. Sounds like a plan. All right. First word that comes to mind and a color. Color. Money. Um, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Start. no, no, no. <laughs> Are you starting? The no, color no, we gotta no. do a you we gotta do a color to too. You trying to buy time? No, no, no. Listen. So let me get I, let me make sure I understand the direction. So you're gonna say a word, and I need to tell you the person that comes to my mind and provide you a color. Yes. Okay. Yes. Love. Me, um. Not. No. Um. Not. No. I just need a word. I don't need a pause. Love. Family. Crimson. Calm. The ocean. Blue. Light. Taken for granted. Precious. Uh, earth brown. Curry. Lion. Cinnamon brown. <laughs> you terrible at this. Commitment. Marriage. Color. Red. I notice everything is red, red, red. Is there there a reason why everything's red? This is this is a little bit difficult because I'm 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 thinking I'm trying to think and give you the word that's related to your word. It's not again. about it's not about thought and it's not about well me. okay well that's the thing that's what's coming to my mind so I'm giving it to you straight off the dome. Okay, wow. Well, Mr. Robinson, thank you so was much. Was that was that four words? Front that was five. five. That oh. was. Five. I don't feel like you I did. Want another word. <laughs> I don't feel I did adequate on uh, uh, that <laughs> assessment. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. No. 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 You. You rewriting the rules of the game. You All right. Give, give me. Give me one more. <laughs> Confused. Me. Earth gray. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect description right now. You find time. That was that was